0: John and today I'm with fellow Any Iron member Eileen. The Any Old Irons are a group of West Ham fans of a certain age who meet once a month to talk about anything West Ham and we're supported by the West Ham Foundation. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing from ex-players, current players and diehard fans. But if that's not enough, we'll be sharing our memories and our experiences of growing older. Some of us are lonely, some of us are widowed, and some of us are having to deal with a variety of health issues. We want to highlight why it's so important to keep on learning new skills while sharing experiences that improve our well-being and sense of worth. At the same time, we aim to put a smile on your face. Today, we are sharing tea and biscuits with a variety of West Ham players and guests as they celebrate the first year of the Players Project, which involve major community work in the local area. We chat to Arthur Masuaku, Connor Coventry, Bobby Siegel, a Learning Ambassador, Sebastian Hallaire, and Roberta Moore. But first we'll chat to Joe Lyons, who is the Chief Executive of the West Ham Foundation. Joe, tell us about the Players Project that you initiated.
1: So the Players Project came about um, because we had some amazing community work um, that we've been doing for the last six years and really to get the players to own it in a way, um, to get them to really align their passions, what their focus is, um, to specific projects for example uh, when we spoke to the players Adrian said he'd love to get involved with the Any Old Irons project so rather than Adrian then going on doing school projects or doing um, health projects every time he went out and about and did a community project it was with the Any Old Irons and I think to have that um, established relationship that a player can have with a group of people within all of the projects we do, and we do over 40, um, is really special. And now what we're seeing in our second year is that certain players are really starting to um channel their interests and what they want to do with certain projects and as you saw today the 11 themes um are there because that really gives us the breadth of our work so look we're delighted that the players really want to get behind this Uh, this is their campaign um and it's only going to make our projects better
0: thanks very much joe and now we're off to chat to Kate Longhurst. Hello, Kate. Nice to see you again. Kate, what does it mean to you to see your club giving back to the community in this way with this function this afternoon?
2: It's really good for us, I think, because we really like getting involved with the community. Obviously, I like getting involved with you lot, with uh, the Any Old Irons, because we always have fun and we can always, we can always have a chat and, and talk things about West Ham. I think it's really important to get the whole community involved and for the club being such a big club um, I think it's really good for them to be able to put back into the community of the people that support them so it's really good that being part of West Ham we can support the community as well
0: Great. Um, this time last year at the very same uh, event, I was talking to you and I said, wouldn't it be nice if it was possible for the, the women's team to be able to play at the London Stadium? And you, you looked as though, oh, could that dream ever possibly come true? And it did come true earlier on in the season with the game against Tottenham. Um, what was your feeling and reaction as you came out onto the pitch on that occasion?
2: Oh, it was incredible because when we walked out you could hear bubbles straight away and you could hear a lot of, of people singing it and it was really good that we got um, close to 25,000 people there um, and, and being a West Ham fan it's, it's something that I always dreamed of but never thought it was possible and um, yeah it was incredible I don't think we, we played the best that we could play um, but hopefully it shows that people did want to come to our game and hopefully we can get opportunities like that again
0: shows really there is quite a substantial support potential for the women's team at the, uh, at the club. Going back earlier on in the year, you managed to play in the FA Cup final at Wembley uh, after that great victory at Reading. Again, can you tell us what your feelings were on that occasion, both before, during and after the game?
2: Yeah, it was, it was something that we wanted to achieve once we started getting further in the cup. It was something we wanted to get to. Of course, we wanted to try and get to the cup final. Um, And then to be at such a historic ground as Wembley, to you know, see the West Ham badge on the wall for a start, because you know, even the men's sides, we've we've not been there for a while, so um, it was really nice to be able to represent West Ham. I think we did ourselves justice. It, it was it was really good to have such a big um, following from West Ham fans as well. We could hear them throughout the game. Um, but yeah, of course, you have nerves. You have a bit of excitement. Um, it was just unfortunate that we couldn't do enough to win the game on the day. You did play very well. You did play well. Half we matched them I think we just gave a lot and then we just kind of ran out of steam and when you play a good team like that we just didn't have enough I think to, to try and win but um, no we, I think we gave a good account of ourselves and hopefully that's something we can can do again this season
0: What do you think about the prospects for this season for the team?
2: It's hard because again we've got a lot of new players I think at the start of the season if we looked, I think we've, we've possibly got a stronger squad this year um, it's just about us being consistent and trying to win as many games as possible I think the Reading game was really important for us to win because it keeps us alive in that cup competition um, but we're, we're aiming high we, you know every game we just want to try and win as many games as possible and, and see where we end up really um, but we've got to be looking for, for trying to finish top four and having a successful season
0: Can I also say thank you very much for all your kindness and support to the NEO Lions? We do appreciate it. Thank
2: you. I love it and I love seeing you all the time so it's really good to be here. Thank you.
0: Hello Arthur. Good morning to you. You joined the club in 2016. Were you nervous to make the move from Greece and Olympiakos? And what are the main differences between the Greek league and the Premiership?
3: I joined the club in uh, 2016, and uh, what the difference between the Greek Championship and the Premier League? It's massive. I don't think you can uh, you can compare these two leagues because
4: uh,
3: here in England, every week you play like top games. You know the level is really high. To compare in Greece, in Greece you have maybe like three, four teams. Like they are, they are good, but the, the intensity and the level is you cannot compare. Like it's different level here in England, and for me, that's why uh, the Premier League is the is the, the best the best league in the world because every week you can be surprised. Like lower team, they can beat the top teams, and that's made the difference. I think.
5: Experience of living and playing in Greece. I've never been to Greece. Did you like it there? Yeah,
3: yeah. in the beginning, because I, I, when I left in Greece, I was I was nineteen, I think. I was young. It was for me was the first time I I live uh, like my where I'm from, France. And uh, yeah, it was uh, was uh, it's, it's different. It's very hard you know. It's you know people are the mentality is different. They are really, they are really passionate about football, especially in Olympiacos. And uh, yeah, I enjoy. It. Always sunny. People are nice. It was good. It's been too...
5: sunny in East London. Yeah,
3: obviously, it's it's sunny all year there. But yeah, it's it's different.
0: the last two
3: Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah
0: you've now played in the Premiership for one and a half seasons what was the best moment the highlight of your time in the Premiership for you uh,
3: highlights I, I would say uh, I have a great memory when we when we beat uh, Spurs last year away it was a massive win we needed and we needed this win and especially because it was the first time they lost in the new stadium so this is good and uh, every time we win like
4: i'm
3: i'm just happy when we when we have the three points everyone is happy and you know it's the best feeling when you get home you know you you win the game and uh, everyone is happy it's the first uh, since I've joined the club. It's the first. Uh, fr- I mean, the first year when I first came was the first time I heard about this, and uh, I've been in France and Greece, and uh, the two club in my two previous club they didn't have projects project like this. So that's why also West Ham is a different club, you know. This club think about uh, other stuff, I would say, and that's make the difference, I think, as well.
0: Last year you came to us at Christmas time with uh, with Adrian and, and, and Issa Diop and you were treated to the delicacy of pie and mash, if you remember. Which is an East Town delicacy. How did you how did Pie and Mash go down
3: with you, Arthur? I remember but you know I still haven't tried this. Um, Yeah, I still didn't try it. It's,
5: Good choice.
3: I, I know it's it's food from here, yeah, but I still, I still didn't try it. Next uh,
0: next month, after, after when we have the uh, next Christmas time, and see why not.
5: To our Christmas party in December.
0: Thank you. Hello, Kondo. Welcome to the uh, to the event this morning. Uh, we're delighted to see you. Um, and you have uh, uh, spent a lot of time recently away with you know, with Ireland. Did you enjoy that time with the national team?
6: Yeah, um, I love playing for Ireland. Um, obviously just something that you don't always get to do so to go away and play for your country in strange places all over the world's a great thing to do so yeah i really enjoy that time
2: i met you
5: before at one of the Any old irons and with alfie lewis and i got your autograph and i told you i'd keep it until you're really really famous and then i'll sell it <laughs> nice to see you again but you're doing very well you're making good progress aren't you
6: yeah, um, that was one of the first ones either of us had ever sort of done, so, um, but I remember it well and both obviously still here So, uh, and we've played together since we was about 10 so it's good to still be playing with someone I've known from that age sort of thing So, yeah. I'm
0: one of those people who attends the under-23 games so I see quite a lot of you on the pitch and I'm an admirer of your industry and your commitment um, and you along with Dan uh, and, and also... Uh, um, with uh, Mr Lewis, really the engine room of the uh, uh, the team, and uh, the team has done exceptionally well this season Uh, has made a fantastic start are we looking towards it being a promotion season?
6: Yeah, I think um, you mentioned it there, the industry and the work rate of the whole team really at the moment is just at such a high level. that Other teams can't really live with us. Um, but yeah, at the start, the, as soon as the season started, we straight away said we wanted to try and win the league and obviously we're top. So it's something that we, uh, we feel that we can easily do. So um, that's, that's the aim for us. Yeah. You've been involved with the,
0: the first team at the Olympic Stadium. What was that experience like when you first set foot on that pitch?
6: Yeah, unbelievable. Obviously, it's what I've always dreamed of since I've been here. And uh, it's a bit of a strange one. So come on at 3-0, just, um, maybe not as easy as expected sort of thing. But yeah, just a dream come true. Great day.
0: Can I ask you, <coughs> excuse me, what's the difference in the environment between the under-23s and, and the first team in terms of preparation and commitment and intensity?
6: Oh, um, said it's not too much different we are in the 23s we just try and be like the first team as much as we can really um obviously we see how they do everything and they do everything right and how it should be done so we just try and do the same really
0: first team squad who would you regard as your role model
6: Um, I'd probably say probably Nobes Mark Noble uh, obviously he's played played for the club for so many years come from the same place we've all come from so uh, I think it's an easy one for any of us to look up to and obviously he plays the same position as me so I can look at him at a distance side how he plays and stuff so yeah I'd probably say Noble
5: When you were at primary school who would have been your West Ham hero then?
6: Probably noble at the time. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that long ago. Yeah, um, I remember. Obviously, Scott Parker was very good at that time as well. Um, yeah, he was a good. he was very good at the time. Uh, Hitzelberger was good at the time as well. Was another midfielder, but probably probably yeah, still Mark. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, he's been he's been doing it for, for so many years. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. he's been here for so long and never really slowed down as he? he's still going, so uh, hopefully there's more to come as well. well
0: thank you for all your, your answers to our questions and the very best of luck for the rest of the season. Best nice wishes for the future, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hello, Bobby. As a West Ham fan, Bobby, how important is it for you the notion of community
4: in, in your work? So for me, community is incredibly important because I'm an East Ham born and bred guy. My parents are originally from India, but they came here in the late 70s. I remember growing up as a child, I would hear the, you know... The West Ham song, uh, Bubbles, coming from the ground, and getting my first ever season ticket going with my parents. Um, so, for me, the club is integral to my identity as an East Londoner. And now, as a school teacher that does work on television through education and maths, I love working with the club, going out to local schools, promoting maths uh, and literacy in particular. So, I think community makes who you are, and West Ham's a big part of that
0: you so a learning ambassador, um, Bobby, uh, and you've been involved with Foundation activities. What's the message you want to share with the public about your work?
4: So what I want to share is that um, clubs like West Ham are able to use their brand and the fact that a lot of people love them to get across the message that education and learning is important. For example, I went to St Luke's school uh, last year and the kids there were so engaged and excited. And again, when they see the football, they're like, oh yes, football lesson. And then you can actually get into maths and learning and literacy. And if you combine that together, kids are absolutely willing to learn anything
5: is quite a deprived area and so probably the, parents, the children don't get the chance to go to games so to get a bit of West Ham interest in them is really good isn't it Yeah, absolutely.
3: quite
4: deprived school really isn't it money wise Yeah, like, again, in Newham there are lots of students who are from underprivileged backgrounds and anything that West Ham can do to really encourage these kids to think about learning education in the future through using football as their way of communication is brilliant
0: hello Sebastian welcome to West Ham, how have you been settling into the club and the area?
7: Hello, thank you. Uh, I settled really well. You know, I got a lot of people to, uh, to help me and, uh, yeah, it makes the thing easier for me. So uh, I feel good. Uh, everything's well. How are you coping with the pressure of being the club's record signing? I think it's something only between clubs, you know. I don't get any pressure of that. This is, this is just football and business. <laughs>
0: What about coming to, to Britain and enjoying British food? What, what's the, the, the most enjoyable part of that for you?
7: No, don't worry. I didn't even try the British food. Uh, I just eat like normal things that everyone can eat. So uh, I try to stay healthy and eat uh, something really natural.
0: Congratulations on the recent birth of your son. And how do you balance family life with being a professional footballer in a country which you recently arrived?
7: Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, it's not always easy when you want to uh, you want to see your kids, but uh, I'm still lucky to uh, to give them a good life. So uh, I just take time when I have time. I just spend some with them, and uh, yeah, just happy and uh, blessed by every moment.
0: You now a famous footballer. Uh, what's the best part, or perhaps the worst part, of being a professional footballer for you? Uh,
7: maybe it's don't eat what I want, <laughs> because you know you need to uh, you need to stay healthy and, uh, and eat good things. So uh, sometimes, you know, I love food, so I think it's one of the most difficult things. But also maybe uh, live like some some days. Uh, my family—it's not always easy.
5: If you were having an unhealthy
7: day, what would you like to eat? Uh,
5: what would
4: be
7: your favorite, thing? favorite. Favorite. I love sushi, but it's not that unhealthy. Uh, pff, let's say a burger. <laughs> yeah, big burger with a lot of meat.
0: You came from Eintracht Frankfurt, and do, do you know that West Ham once had a famous couple of games with Leintracht Frankfurt in the 1970s in European competition? I
7: heard it, I heard it just, uh, just after the sign, uh, but I didn't know. And,
0: uh, the Hammers triumphed on that occasion to get to the Cup Winners' Cup final, and, and Trevor Brooking regards that as one of his best ever games. Uh, on, on, that, on that occasion, thank Sebastian, thank you very much for all your answers, and, and the very best of luck for the future.
5: Thank you. Hi, Roberta, and um, good afternoon. Um, what is your fondest memory of your father?
8: Wow, um, my goodness, I don't know. There are so many fond memories. Um, don't know perhaps if we think about West Ham and because we're here um, when we used to go to the bowling ground and I used to watch him train I mean I used to go with my brother Dean and we used to watch him train, and we used to run around on the terraces. And I remember on Christmas Day, um, I used to go over in my long dress that I got bought for Christmas Day to wear, my special little number. And I used to sweep all the terraces, and I'd get home. Don't ask me why I used to sweep the terraces. But it was just, you had free run of them. And so my brother and I used to go around, and just run up and down. We used to sweep them, and I remember always going home, and my mum was like, what are you doing? Your dress is absolutely wrecked. So I just have lots of really, really fun memories of... Spending time, going to the training sessions, and and the and matches, and at the matches we used to. Um we used to have the same three seats every game, and I used to wait for Dad to run down the sideline and wave under. He used to wave underneath his right. He used to lift his right arm up and wave underneath his arm, and it was great. And I and I remember with um, Judith and Jeff Hurst's daughter Claire, um, we used to go to the players. Like the wives had a little room where they went for tea at halftime, and I don't think we. Yeah. Often made the second half because we used to build a camp underneath the table. So I just have really fond memories of West Ham and just 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 lovely old old thoughts really. It was, they were wonderful days. And um, when did you first realise that your dad was famous? Um, I don't, do you know what I mean? It's just you, I suppose just as you become a bit more cognitive, because I, mean, I, I didn't really know any different. I just I just knew that whenever we went out, people came over and asked for photographs and asked for autographs. And if you were out in a I don't know restaurant, or you know people would stop and come over and chat to him. So it's just kind of like a gradual process. But I do remember. Once, I went round to stay with um, a friend and she was like an older girl, a little bit older than me at school and I have kind of like looked up to her and I went round and stayed the night, I had a sleepover and her dad, just at dinner, just put down his glass of wine and he just said, so tell me, what is it like having Bobby Moore as a dad? And I remember being completely stumped, like, I don't know really, he's just my dad. I mean, he was just dad to us. But, you know, I was aware that he was famous because... But you just get used to it. So it's the normal thing
5: in the playground at school. Did any of the children kind of cotton on who your dad was? Not really. I mean, we didn't get anything. Your dad wasn't very
8: good on Saturday. No, not no, because he was always good. He was always good. Good (laughs) When was he not good?
0: (laughs) Roberta. How surprised are you that Dad is still so warmly remembered with such deep affection by not just West Ham fans but fans throughout the country and throughout the world?
8: Well, you know, I mean it's obviously a long, a long time, a long, long time ago that you know they won the World Cup. I mean it's a tremendously long time ago, but I think it was such a great achievement, and that, and I think people realise just how hard it is to win a World Cup after. That after so many times trying Um, so you know I'm not surprised but it's, it's wonderful I mean it's really 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 lovely and obviously because dad's statue is at Wembley that kind of you know continues his 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 presence in a way and he's left a legacy. So, you know, I mean that's it, it's wonderful and it's very comforting for me because wherever I go people have always got a really nice story or they tell me how highly they thought of him. You know, he was very revered. And I suppose also, you know, for me because my children didn't get to meet him, it's nice to know that they can hear all these stories and that people still talk fondly about him and you know, and it's lovely coming to West Ham. And today, when we were downstairs, I was talking to some of the any old dimes and looked at all the old memorabilia and a couple of them told me their stories. It's, it's, it's brilliant.
0: It's comforting that, that you feel in that, in that sort of way too. And you set up the Moore Family Foundation offering literacy and numeracy support to secondary school students. What made you want to do that and go down that particular route?
8: Well, I just wanted to try in some way, try and continue... The legacy of Dad and do something myself that I could, you know, something that I could do rather than the club just do, you know, doing what they do, which they do brilliantly. I wanted to do something with them. And it kind of started, it started out with trying to incorporate six values of what I remember, you know, Dad was always very diligent and hard-working and he was very respectful and kind and it was promoting those values to kind of give a good moral standpoint so you know fortunately for me it's been brilliant working with the club and with Joe um, and Temerson and uh, Alicia and everyone at the club have been amazing in helping me kind of bring it to fruition. And we're now into our—we've done five years now, and, and it's 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 done it's done brilliantly. We've engaged so far with over 15,000 secondary school participants. We've worked with about 75 schools. Uh, over half a million pounds has been invested since 2014, and um, some of the some of the people who passed through the program have gone on to work they now work full time at the West Ham Foundation and they've gone on to full-time employment so it's brilliant a lot of them do um, level one coaching qualifications. so it's it's really good so hopefully they're passing on you know passing on the word It's it's all really good and really positive yes,
0: indeed, in the future for the for the family foundation where do you think you might be in say 5 years time
8: I think what we what we want to do we've been working more recently with alternative provision so um, students who've been expelled from mainstream schools so in the last year we've worked with a number of students who've taken a sports leader level one award and they've had uh, training ground visits and they've been to watch um, a game they watched West Ham versus Newcastle I think and I hope that West Ham won that one. I think it was 3-1 or something, if I'm wrong, correct me. Um, but we want to hopefully just keep helping them positively. You know, What what we've found in the past is that the children, the students that we've worked with, they've been more positively engaged at school, and some of them who wouldn't have carried on in further education are now likely to stay on in further education. So that's all really, really important. It's built their confidence and their... Positive behavioural changes, so it's all been really good. And I think what we'd like to do is secure more funding to get more support for young people from alternative provisions. We've been specifically working with the London East Alternative Provision, which has been brilliant. Um, Yeah, and get more more people involved in this Sports Leaders Level One Awards because it's it's having a really positive effect on them, which is great.
0: We've really enjoyed being part of the Players' Project at the West Ham Stadium today. Thank you for listening. We look forward to you joining us for the next episode.